And so I look at this and it's like, no, there are all of these things you can stitch together into a much more robust offense totally. uh, for, for Medicare for All. But you have to choose to see it that way. You have to choose to see it against or to read it against the grain of conventional policy analytic wisdom because at the end of the day that policy analytic wisdom was a response to a set of political demands that now we are making different demands and thus a different analytical posture has to follow from that it has to yeah 100 Mm percent and and i mean honestly the the way that long-term care is weaponized in this is really worrying to me Artie and i have been doing a lot of research on sort of the history of the long-term care uh, issue for part of our research for the book that we're writing right now. And there is an unfortunate historic problem and a misconception that long-term care is too expensive to touch, right? And this is a this is an argument that was used by the independent living movement in order to try and get the ADA passed, saying, listen, some of us disabled people want to join the workforce and we need job protections to join the workforce. We're not like those indigent, non-working, poor disabled people right. who need... <laughs> we're just you know, playing up we the just, same goddamn welfare queen like, narrative. Yeah, from, we'll pay for, for yeah. our own you know, health care. Just give us the means to get off medical and get off the dole and we'll pay for our care attendance. And you know what that means is that like we're not like those undeserving poor. Right. (laughs) So many people don't have assistance. And ultimately what that results in is worse health outcomes. Yeah. Right. If you cannot uh, transfer yourself out of your bed into your wheelchair by yourself and you need assistance going to the bathroom, not having a, a personal care assistant to help you do that is deadly sometimes. And that represents unnecessary burdens on the healthcare system. It's unnecessary violence, medical neglect, and we don't need to do that. It's not that this is too expensive. It's that we don't care about the lives of the people that need this care. Absolutely. And more and fundamentally too, um, I'm, I think I'm just going to like repeat, I'll repeat something that I uh, said. uh, I've said, I've said this about this uh, before, but I feel like a really easy way to think about this and why long-term care is so goddamn important. And mm-hmm. by, again, by, by the very nature of calling something Medicare for all or single payer or whatever must be included. Um, if you like, just think about it this way. Um, I like, I've, I've, I've joked before that it's like, if you were going to, if you're saying like, we will, we're going to cover your healthcare from the cradle to just close to the grave and then we'll like drop you off into this like sea of private like private payer hell or whatever and it'll be very expensive for you to you know live your very last years to the extent that you can for example and you know i know that that's you know talking about linear in terms of age because obviously long-term care you can need at any point throughout your life and you can need in some cases for your entire life Mm -hmm. but for uh you know for like a bunch of people who don't think for for example just to again to like play devil's advocate or whatever for people who don't think about disability or people who uh don't think about that for young people who think they're fucking invincible or whatever Mm -hmm. like at some point everyone falls apart your body like is not made to last obviously break your foot and live in a house with stairs it can be very simple i mean but my point is how stupid is it to say oh the really okay we're gonna cover everything but the really hard stuff the stuff that really sucks the stuff no one the stuff that sucks so much that no one wants to fucking talk about it that makes it so difficult to mobilize political movements against like around it and that makes it so uh like such 
a thing where when it becomes such a site of struggle, we like do quickly, uh, you know, we, we like make a, we make a really quick, like historically throughout the 20th century, we make, we make some really quick patchwork that leaves a bunch of people out, but politically pacifies a bunch of the most agitated people mm-hmm. like that thing. Yeah. We're going to leave that out. Right. That doesn't well, right. make it's any just, sense. It's just saying we'll solve the easy problem, you know, and and not the more important one. I mean, we're going to hide all the shit under the bed and I then mean, the room's right. clean. The rhetorical, <laughs> I, the rhetorical exercise I use with people when they tell me that long term care is too expensive and too massive to include, I say, OK, replace long term care with cancer care. Would you support a Medicare for all bill that left out cancer care? Because it's too pervasive of a need and too expensive. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that the historic line, the historic faux political pragmatist line on, on long-term care is something like, you know, you build the foundation of the house and then you build the rest of the house later. But, you know, I think that that was a line where, you know, it, if it ever plausibly made sense, which I don't think it did. Right. Uh, but I think if it ever plausibly made sense, it made sense at a time where you had a lot of, to use continue the metaphor, uh, people to construct the house. Right? right, You had these large uh, consolidated uh, interest groups in the form of organized labor um, to help, you know, construct the the foundation uh, of the house. And then you had these sort of very politically weak um, uh you know, more politically marginalized uh, interests that, uh, oh, if 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 they're part of the house, if the long term services and supports part of the house isn't built like that's OK, because they're not that they're not that big of a group anyway. And they're not that politically powerful to say that now the same logic applies is to ignore one of the potentially largest organizing bases for the policy, one of the largest social bases for the policy at all. So to mm-hmm. say that that doesn't like count or it's too hard or it's too politically difficult now is to ignore one of the most potentially powerful political constituencies at all. So it just reveals that not only do you not understand really the policy, you don't understand the political potential of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Hello, this is Daniel Beatrice's screen reader program. Support us at patreon.com slash death panel pod to hear the full episode and get access to patron only content. With love, the death panel.